And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, and good morning to everyone listening live on Country 107.7 WDLC, 106.9 WYNY, and Wall Radio on 941, 949, 105.7, 106.1, 1340 AM, 101.5 HD2, and now on Spokano 96.7 on Sunday mornings, or if you're listening on demand on the app, or listening on from my website at a Take a pause and certainly thanks all of our veterans uh, that are out there, all of our veterans that are listening, as well as active uh, military uh, personnel on this special day. Uh, and one of my guests is one of my former students. Uh, he's my first former student on the show. And uh, coming up in our next segment is Tim Shear. Tim is a private first class member of the Army 89 Delta, and he is in the Explosives Ordnance Disposal Unit. Tim was a class act when he was with us in Port Jervis, and uh, excited to have him in studio here uh, this week before Veterans Day. Uh, very excited to have Tim on and, and to talk a little bit about his experience in the military and some leadership points. That being said, I do want to get started uh, with today's program, and again, it is a special Veterans Day show, uh, and happy to have Tim on. So, this is show number 23, and again, my name is Andrew Murata, host of Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving, and over the first 22 shows, I, uh, I have made a point to try to work in a very positive attitude, a very positive mindset, always looking at things in a, in a positive way and with a growth mindset. I've been in education. This is my 20th year. I grew up in a, uh, I would say, a strict Italian household, Italian-American household. My parents enforcing the rules and uh, respect. And, you know, I remember getting whacked on the back of the head in church and making it sit up and... Uh, I always remember even my dad made us kneel on the kneelers, leaning forward, never never rest on your on your butt there. And all of those little things along the way, I I just remembered a sense of discipline in my family and you know, respect for your elders and being in education twenty years and, and just more recently, I don't know if I'm getting older or is it that I'm seeing it more and more now. Um but I've seen a decline in the respect levels of, of a lot of young people. I certainly don't wanna group everyone together, but in a general sense, there is a, an extreme comfortability with things, uh, people being just lax, that that respect level uh, is not always where I'd like it to be, and certainly now with what's happening on the national scene, uh, people taking very public um, displays against our flag and, and public kneelings and uh, you know, a lot of people take it as disrespectful. Certainly on uh, Veterans Day, those that serve in the military to protect our country, uh, you know, that's a tough thing to swallow. So I did want to uh, broach that topic today and, and talk about it a little bit um, before I bring uh, my guest and my former student on, Tim Shear. So some of the things we've seen that, I, I you know, it's a, kind of a chipping away at the armor of respect or a whittling away of 
of a sense of discipline uh, just over the years. Kids being late to things, kids not not putting uh, the effort that we want to see uh, in their in their work and in, in things that even might be important to them. You know, and then the flip side of that, you look at what our United States military does, the branches uh, of the military, um, things that they stand for. And I know the military is not perfect. They have faults just like anywhere else. Uh, you know, nothing's perfect. Uh, but the things that they stand for and are trying to teach our young people. And, and those are certainly some of the things that we try to teach uh, in Port Jervis, where I'm the principal at the school. Um, so I just jotted down some things when I think of the military uh, that come to mind. I, I did not grow up in a military family. Uh, I did not have uh, direct relatives that were uh, in the Army. My father-in-law, after I got married, Eugene Grimes, he was show number two. Uh, He was in the Navy and uh, certainly learned uh, about that the more I got to know the Grimes family. Uh, But when I think about the military and and some of the things we try to teach in in Port Jervis outside uh, our academics, I'll start with respect. I think about the way our military stands when there, when it is um, the Pledge of Allegiance or there is a, a, a military uh, presentation. I remember as a little kid going to the tomb of the unknown soldier and remember just how the, the, the soldier was walking back and forth and to, to know that's happening 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, like, oh my God, that is just incredible. Uh, but just the respect levels, having had the opportunity to officiate uh, at, at uh, Army at West Point, uh, at Navy down uh, in Maryland. I even had the opportunity to officiate the Army-Navy basketball game. I know the football game is a national uh, event, but what a, a level of respect uh, that that I see when I go to those places. The second thing that that in my mind when I think of the military, discipline, uh, what they're trying to teach these uh, young men and women and and what they represent uh, each and every day. They literally are fighting good versus evil, obviously the military being the good. And, um, you know, my kids now are getting to the age where they like the superhero movies and we've been watching it with them. And, you know, there's always that story of good versus evil and for those that are listening that, that lived through 9-11, you know, we saw that in our, in our world. Uh, the Boston bombings, we saw that, uh, that evil. This, uh, recently, the shooting in Las Vegas, we saw evil. And uh, to see our military respond in the way they do and each and every day protecting us, it's literally a scene of good versus evil. Number four, I think about freedom. Uh, I listened to Lee Greenwood today, uh, um, God Bless uh, uh, the USA, and, and that great song. And uh, You know, my kids are growing up in a world where there is freedom, uh, where they don't see war like my parents' generation did. You know, in my eyes, you know, uh, growing up, I was born in 1975, and you know, I didn't see war in, in my life. Uh, you know, it's certainly a different war that we're, we're fighting these days that you don't really see uh, that, that, that they did back in the day. Um, but to, to have freedom, you know, the, we have freedom because of our military personnel and the leaders out there. Number five, a standard of excellence. 
always uh, uh, striving to be the best and be excellent in the things that they do. Structure and organization. I do remember as a student, I visited West Point and almost went there uh, in college. And I remember the, 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 the plebes, I think they call them the first year, uh, students at West Point, their room, they had to make the bed a certain way. The shoes had to be a certain way. They had to memorize the front page of the New York Times. I was like, oh, my God, it's, it just seems so demanding. Uh, and I did make the choice not to attend. Um, and I wonder now, looking back, you know, I wonder what my life would have been like if I did. But always was impressed uh, with the structure and the organization. And then certainly the uh, the academies, um, as I mentioned earlier, that's something that I've got to see up up close. Uh, we had a student uh, last year go to the Air Force Academy from Port Jervis. That was a great uh, event. And, uh, you know, thinking about the academic excellence, that is certainly something we strive for in Port Jervis at our schools and, and to see it in our military academies, West Point, the Navy and the Air Force. Uh, just tremendous, uh, um, you know, thoughts about that. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I jotted those down. I'm sure I could go on and on and on. And, you know, if you'd like to leave some thoughts today, if you are in the military, you have a family in the military, you're a veteran, you know, certainly email in andrew at com, or hit me up on Twitter, you know, your thoughts about your time served. Uh, I know uh, I'm I don't know it all here. And those were some of the things that I reflected on in preparing uh, for the show. Um, So again, to to go back and recap, thinking about the military and all that they do for our country, all that they stand for, these are are what came to mind uh, in my reflections. Uh, Respect, discipline, you know, being the good in the good versus evil. You know, number four, fighting for our freedom and and that my children can grow up in a a world that's free. Number five, a standard of excellence. Number six, the structure and the organization uh, that they represent, uh, following those orders from the commanders and um, et cetera. And number seven, the academic excellence in the academies. Uh, I I find uh, very tremendous and uh, great that we have those um, academies in our country. So that is all for our opening segment here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Again, this is show number 23. We're on WDLC, WYNY, Wall Radio, and Pocono 96.7. We'll be right back with today's guest, Tim Shear. And welcome back, everyone, to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, and we are on WDLC, WYNY, and Wall Radio, and Pocono 96.7. Excited to welcome in today's guest in studio. It's always nice to have the guest come in studio versus uh, the phone. But this is my first former student that we have on the show. Uh, He's doing great things out there in the real world. Uh, In my opinion, uh, a true young leader. And uh, certainly here on Veterans Day, I did want to have Tim Shear on the program. Uh, Tim, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. And uh, I'm glad you're home uh, safely. I know you're putting in two weeks uh, to help out with recruiting, and that, and that gets you a leave from where you're at, correct? Yep. I'll, uh, I'll be here. I just graduated EOD school, EOD school and uh, be up at Fort Drum, New York, okay. five hours away pretty soon. And Tim... 
tell our listening audience where you know you graduated Port Jervis High School two years ago, yep. and and where are you in the Army right now? Um, right now I'm a private first class. That's uh, like third up from the bottom, pretty much. So I don't really mean much, but so from the top down it goes president, and then you have the Secretary of Defense, and then you're going to have your uh, Secretary of the Army. It changes once in a while. And then you have a four-star general, three-star general, two-star general, one-star general. And you have a colonel, a lieutenant colonel, a major, a captain. And then you have a first lieutenant, a second lieutenant. And then for enlisted ranks, you're going to have the sergeant major of the Army, who's right-hand man to uh, the four-star general. And then sergeant major. And then first sergeant, master sergeant, sergeant first class. Uh, staff sergeant, sergeant, and then a specialist, and then me, private first class, then you have private and other private. Wow, Tim, there's that many uh, steps in the chain of command. There are. I did not know that. Yep. Well, you know what, Tim? Those guys at the top, they had to start somewhere, too. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm your former principal, but I'm still going to yell at you. <laughs> you do mean a lot, and you are you are doing great things for our country. Oh, so Thank you very much. I don't want you to say that again. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> what you're doing uh, being in the Army. So, Tim, how, how has your uh, experience been? You've been two years now? or No, a uh, year and a year half, year right? and three months. Yeah, so. okay. Yep. How, how has the experience been? It's been a pretty great experience. I've learned a lot of things. Never thought I'd learn. You know, learn how to take care of things that blow people up. So something different, something you never thought you'd do in your life. What? How did you get into, and I know you said EOD school for those listening, Tim. What does that stand for? Uh, it stands for Explosive Ordnance Disposal. So layman's terms, you know, like the artillery shells and everything, if they don't blow up the way they're supposed to, you go out there and either make them safer to move and blow them up somewhere else or you blow them up right there on the spot depending on where they land and when you were a kid tim were you like playing with matches and stuff and like that uh, kinda, not, not really i kind of wanted to do the same job my dad did but this kind of seemed a lot more appealing when i got to the recruiting station so i figured i'd try it out was that well you just checked it in a box how did you get to that uh it's it's kind of hard to get out of the bat because uh you kind of want smart people for it but yeah, I don't know. It just kind of figured out, worked out, made it through school. So tell me what, you know, we're going to talk about Port Jervis in our next segment. Where you're, you know, you're doing your math, your social studies. When you say EOD school, like, are you in a classroom? Are you out in the field? Uh, what's, it's, it's, what's a lot of, it's a lot of both. It's, uh, it's at least 30 tests the whole time. Some of them are classroom. You do a lot of classroom work. You do a lot of, like, practical stuff on things. You know, make sure you can actually do things, uh, render things safe. It's pretty tough. You need 85% above on all tests to pass them. So it's pretty uh, academically challenging. Yeah. And and when I was a kid, Tim, it was always, you know, cut the red wire. You know, like, yeah, there's there's it, not much of that, believe it or not. It's not, it's no, not like that anymore. No. How, I mean, how technical is it? Uh, it's All you really need is a good, you know, mechanical background, kind of, which I really didn't have. I kind of just figured that out. Uh, a little bit of le- basic electronics doesn't help. Just have an open mind, you know, be there to learn. Okay. And you could probably make it. And so you'll be up at Fort Drum, and, and then in two weeks, will you go back? What's your next step now in the Army? Uh, just going to be in normal force of the Army now. So okay. it's a super long school. So I'll train. You know, if there's a call around here, somebody accidentally brought a grenade home or something, you got to go take care of that. 
Uh, the other thing EOD does a lot is they do uh, VIP missions for like local governments and everything, okay. just because they have the clearance to do it. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of make sure everything's okay in their house. You know, nobody planted a bomb in there while they're gone. So if the president were to come visit Port Jervis High School, they might call in one mm-hmm. of your crew to, yeah. to, to all, do a sweep. All the units in the in the country do a uh, rotation, so just kind of comes up. Okay. Tim, you mentioned your dad, uh, you know, he was a cavalry scout in the Army. Uh, your mom was in the Army. You came from a family uh, an, uh, of Army. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what their influence uh, has meant to you and, and your decision-making to join the Army? I mean, yeah, I've always kind of wanted to join the Army. They never steered me towards it and away from it. They always just kind of let me, you know, make things up for myself. Uh, I was thinking about going to college and all, but... Once I figured out how expensive that was, I figured I'd rather go to the Army first. And then if I don't think it's for me in four years, I could get out and use my GI Bill, go to f- for free and get an education. So, so for those listening, Tim, tell me, yeah, what is the commitment when you signed your name on the line? How, how long is the commitment for? For me, it was four years. So uh, I heard they're giving out two-year contracts now. Some people get six or eight years. So it all depends. It all depends on your job or... All that. And and in terms of now getting your education after that, can you stay in the Army and would still be able to attend college? Or, Absolutely. Or? I could uh, I could go right now if I wanted to. I think yeah, after a year, my GI Bill is good to go. But we'll see We'll see how busy I am up upstate, and then I might start attending. Okay. So. And so you'll be at Fort Drum? Yep. And are you in a, a dorm? Are you in an apartment? How does that work? Uh, I'll be in a dorm. For now, if I don't plan on getting married or anything like that, but married folk, they uh, they supply you a house and everything and money for food and everything like that. Okay. So the Army takes care of people, for yeah. sure. Tim, what's the best thing about being in the Army? Best thing for me is probably just meeting a bunch of interesting people from all over the place. I got a buddy who I went through school with, and he's from California, you know, total other side of the country. It's just cool meeting everybody, brotherhood. Okay. And each day, like, you know, sometimes in, in high school, maybe you might have been in a class kind of like, oh, this is dragging a little bit, or you you weren't into it. Was, the fact that you chose this EOD, was it something that was stimulating for you? Uh, Definitely not the classroom stuff and all. That was kind of, you know, a kick in the butt when I figured that part out. I thought you were just going to go blow things up, do cool, cool guy stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm definitely glad I made it through and hope it changes a little bit for the better. But, yeah, I'm not too sad on what how it turned out. Okay. Tim, how about, you always hear about basic training. You know, I hear so many people that just, you know, you're out and they're making you run at 3 in the morning. And, mm-hmm. you know, they come in and put the light, you know, that you hear that kind of stuff. You certainly see it in the movies. Like, yeah. is does it really happen like that? The guy come in screaming in your face and that I kind mean, of stuff? Yeah, it happens. You get, you get yelled at. But most of the time you're just standing around doing nothing if... It's 80% boredom and then maybe a little bit of physically hard stuff. A little action. It's, how it's how was the basic training? Was it tough for you? It wasn't super tough. No, it's not hard at all. They they teach you how to do everything. Teach you how to tie your shoes, make a bed. Just do what you're told and you'll make it through. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, now you learned that from your folks and uh, certainly being uh, in Port Jervis. What was harder, football camp up in the summer with Polanis or uh, the Army basic training? Oh, that's that's a tough question. <laughs> I don't know who I'm gonna who I'm gonna hear from more if I answer that wrong. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the Army's listening, but I, I'm sure Coach Polanis is uh, too. They're always listening. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I don't know. Polanis was pretty hard, but that was only a week, so sure. I guess I guess the Army would have to do it 10 weeks away. You know, first time away from home for a long time, I guess. 10 weeks it was. Yep. Wow. Tim, the name of this program is called Education, Leadership, and Beyond, and uh you're a leader in my eyes, even though you're a young man and, you, you know, uh, you joining the Army, you always had leadership at, at school, the way you carried yourself, just kind of calm, cool, and collected, but always uh, w- with respect. What have you learned about leadership being in the Army? Uh, I learned pretty much what you said. It takes a lot of respect on both ends. You know, the guy in charge needs to equally respect the guy below him and, you know, make sure he's doing the right thing. And the guy below him needs to respect the guy ahead of him to, uh, you know, listen to what he tells him and stuff like that, you know. And, Tim, are you, you know, this is a question I was thinking about asking you. You know, when you were in school, we wanted you to know certainly what you were learning, but why you were learning it. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear so many times kids at school, uh, you know, why do I have to learn? We want you to have the bigger picture. Does the Army expect you to just do something because the guy above you told you to do it? I mean, that's the premise, but that's that's the difference between good leadership and bad leadership, you know? Like, mm-hmm. a good leader will, might explain to you why you're doing it, or, but some some people just want you to do things just because they think it's the right way to do it, you know? There's, especially in my career field, you know, there's different ways to take care of explosive things and whatnot. Tim, what a, with that, let's say they're telling you to take the bomb apart, step A, step B, and step C. Mm-hmm. And you, you're a bright guy, you're a sharp guy, you and your mind say, you know what? I think D, E, and F is going to work better. Yep. Is that a situation where you could say, hey, I'd like to try this, can we do, you know, is that something yeah, or is I it, mean, no, you got to do it this no, way, it's, give me 20, you know. No, if they, if they think it'll work, you know, if you're not, you know, everybody... It's kind of smart. If if it makes sense, they'll they'll think it over too. Okay, so, so. it's not like I'm giving you a direct no, order and you got to do it this way. Not always. Sometimes it is. Not okay. always. All right, Tim. They they glorify in the movies. You know, certainly the when when the army people getting in trouble. You know, you hear the the, the order the code red or you know court martial that you know mm-hmm. they would glor- glor- you know. Did you ever see any of that kind of stuff uh, that you're able to talk about? I don't want to get oh, you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. no, I've. Uh, yeah, I can talk about that. People mis- misbehaving at all? Some, sometimes. I mean, I know a couple of people have already been kicked out of the Army just for underage drinking and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's definitely a real thing, but if you're not dumb, you know, just don't do it. If you're going to get in trouble for it, don't do it, and you'll be fine. <laughs> That's a pretty simple thing, Tim. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Your mom and dad would be happy to, to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, Tim, we are up against a break, uh, so we do have to take a commercial break. But I do want uh, people to stay tuned. We'll be right back with today's guest, Tim Shear, uh, Explosives Ordnance Disposal Specialist uh, on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Welcome back, everyone, to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Today is a special show here on Veterans Day, November 11th, 2017. Uh, I'm very excited to have on my first former student, uh, Port Jervis class of 2016, Tim Shear. 16, right, Tim? Not 15? 16. Yes, yeah. Uh, Tim Shear. And Tim is a member of the U.S. Army, and he is part of the EOD. It sounds cool when you say EOD, Tim. It does. Yeah. 
explosives ordnance disposal. What is 89 Delta, Tim? What does that mean? That's just the code in the computer or whatever. Everybody uses that instead of the other thing. Okay. So. All right. Tim, um, you know, we spoke uh, a lot about your experience in the military. I, my opening segment about what the military, in my mind, feels like. There's so much happening now in our country regarding uh, respect for our flag and, and, and people having very public um, protests where they're not standing for the pledge and they're kneeling, uh, that kind of stuff. What, what are your thoughts on that, Tim? Um, I mean, we fight for the right to do that kind of thing. So I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it or anything like that, but I guess it is their right and I can't deny them their right to do that. But I will say I heard they're supposedly protesting police brutality or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I don't see why they have to do it during the national anthem. Mm -hmm. They want to protest that. Yeah. But. And you as a member of the military, do you find it offensive now? Uh, to you? Do you take it personal or is that something uh, you say, hey, that we, we fought for that freedom? I've never really, never really took anything personal per se. So, I mean, we I, we've talked about it. Just me and the other guys back in Florida, and some people take it super personal. Some people don't. It doesn't bother me. So, did you ever see it uh, in in Port Jervis in school, Tim, where a kid wouldn't stand uh, for the pledge each morning? Did you ever see that? I have. And, and then what, what, did did people say like, "Hey, you know, get some, him"? Some people are like that. Some people aren't. Mm -hmm. I just I just prefer to keep to myself. So yeah, you're a pretty easygoing guy, Tim. Mm -hmm. It's gonna take you places. Don't get too high and too low. Yeah, yeah, I hope. Okay. Tim, let me ask you a little bit about, again, back in Port Jervis. You know, what was the best thing that you, you enjoyed about your time in Port Jervis High School? The uh, thing I probably enjoyed most was probably playing ball. Okay. I know you did very well with the football team. Uh, did you play baseball, too? I didn't play no. baseball, okay. only football. So just football. Yep. And winter and spring, you were just working out and stuff? Pretty much. Just working out, hanging out. Okay. And what do you? I'm gonna. What do you miss most about being in Port Jervis? That's probably playing football. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Maybe maybe my friends. I guess. Okay. They all joined the army now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys here from Port. Yeah, a lot of guys can joined. Me, can you mention your names? Is that the, uh, Patrick Almix in basic training right now? Okay. You probably remember him. Yeah. Last speaker. Yeah. Uh, Zach Beers is in basic training right, right now. Yeah. And Robert Whitney. He's about to leave this Sunday. And is this, are they, did you influence them to join? Is that... I don't know. I've always, I know uh, Zach Beers is kind of out of the blue. Yeah. But I know Patrick's always talked about it and everything. And I was like, yeah, if you want to. Okay. So. Tim, you know, one of the things we started doing to really show some respect and, and acknowledge young men like yourself and women uh, that are going to the military from our community is was that walking with the flag at graduation. Mm. Is that something that you enjoyed or you remembered? Is that the, Were you happy to do that? It was, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Okay. I, I think you should keep doing it. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback from it and All certainly right. the people standing and, you know, when I asked former military to stand and it's just, a, it's a really, I get filled up. I'm at that mic, mm -hmm. you know, um, but I, I look agree. at you guys, we're sending our kids off to, uh, to college and then I look at those young men and women holding the flag and it like, wow, they've chose to do something different uh, and really sacrifice, you know. Mm -hmm. Tim, did it ever, you know. I go to work every morning. Uh, my my brother-in-law is, is a police officer, Ron Bentley. He's going to be on the program here. Um, I have a lot of friends that are that are cops and firemen. 
you know, I go to work every morning and I kind of always hoping for the best. It never really crosses my mind. Like I could, I could be injured or, or, or go off a big kill. That doesn't, that doesn't enter my mind. Is that something like each day you wake up, like that could, like, is that, does that go through your mind at all? Is that something you kind of, uh, when you signed on the line, like. Maybe, I mean, it really hasn't hit me yet. You know, I'm hanging out in the continental United States. Nothing's really too dangerous here unless yeah. you live in Chicago or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it doesn't really bother me. Maybe if you get deployed, that's a different mindset. But yeah. I still haven't been there, so I really can't comment on that. Yeah. And now you're in a year and a half, or you know, just almost a year and a half. What is the next two and a half years? You know, what is the new two two and a half years for you until you? And when do you have to make that decision of what you're going to do? Uh, next two and a half years, I'll be in the real army instead of training and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll just train better at my crafts and all that, do that, maybe go on a deployment, fight for my country, uh, do some local calls around here with ordnance, be sweeping the, I think they have helicopter ranges up at Fort Drum, if I'm okay. not mistaken, Okay. and if something they launch off that doesn't detonate the way it's supposed to, you gotta take care of that, it's just taking care of basic stuff around. Okay. Tim, back to Port Jervis, again, thinking about leadership. You know, did you have any experiences in port where you felt good leadership or things that you said like, hey, man, I, w- I want to do that uh, because I saw so-and-so do that, like any of your teachers or, or things like that that really impacted your life in a positive way? Uh, I really liked uh, Mr. Higgins. He teached shop. Yeah. He was pretty cool. He, you know, he talked to you like some, some teachers kind of talked down on you and everything, but he kind of talked to you like you were, you were one of his friends, you know? Okay. I thought he was a very good teacher. And you enjoyed his company? Absolutely. Okay. What else, Tim? Was there anything else that you miss other than football from, from Port Jervis? Uh, I haven't been here for a while, but I know it's a really tight-knit community, small mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of been experiencing that in the Army. So. Did you have any comparable things that, that happened, uh, you know, something that happened in Port Jervis and then it happened in the Army and you said like, oh, yeah, I've been through that. Did you have any experiences at Port that prepared you for, for your time in the Army so far? Uh, maybe sucking at football camp, you know, <laughs> going through all that stuff. No, just everybody comes together if there's a hard time, kind of like Port Jervis does, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Tim, do you find yourself rooting for the Army football team now? Oh, absolutely. They've always loved the Army football team. Yeah, they're here local in Port Jervis. I know they're playing Duke uh, today on on, uh, uh, Veterans Day. All right. Uh, So that's good. All right. Uh, Tim, uh, I have some rapid-fire questions here, but before I get to those, uh, this is something we ask in an interview uh, to people. Besides you being in the Army and your family, what is something that you are most proud of? Hmm, something I'm most proud of? Uh, I really like uh, being outdoors. I don't think that counts as being proud of something. I guess respecting nature, maybe. But, no, uh, that's that's where I really like being a lot. Are you a hunter, Tim? You, you, I am. Yeah? Okay. What do what you hunt around here? You, I, mean, uh, I really hunt deer. anything that's in season. Yep, deer. Okay. Bow and arrow? You ever go out there with Mr. Leonard with I, the bow and arrow? I haven't messed with the bow and arrow yet. Okay. I have mine set up for bow fishing. Okay. Fish with a bow. Tim, five years from now, where do you see yourself? Uh, it still depends. I, you know, I still haven't been in the real Army, so we'll see how that goes. If I like that, maybe I'll re-enlist. But if I don't, I was thinking about uh, 
re-enlisted in the National Guard. So you're home most of the time. You just mm -hmm. go to train a mm -hmm. weekend out of the month. And I was going to go to college while I was doing that. And what do you want to study in college, Tim? I'm thinking about just doing a business degree. And then I'm thinking about being a mountain bike guide while I still have the body for it. And then mm -hmm. I might get a real job. We'll see. <laughs> get a real job. Yeah. I don't uh, want to grow up, so. There's these, <laughs> the trails here up at uh, Point yeah. Peter. And there's a lot. They had a huge mountain bike race. I don't know if you heard about it here in town. Yeah, I was... I'm what, a week away from missing that. Yeah, almost. but it was huge. I think mm -hmm. it really double, almost doubled in size, uh, uh, and I know it brings a lot of people into town. Okay. Well, Tim, if you were hosting the show and you were me, what is something that I should have asked you that I didn't? Hmm. I think you covered all the bases. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's go with some rapid-fire questions, um, Tim. These are quick answers. If you want to expand a little bit, we'll give you a little time. But uh, quick answers. Best thing about being in the Army? Best thing about being in the Army? Ooh. Probably the benefits. Okay. Much free stuff. The thing that is most challenging for you in the Army? Uh, it's going to sound weird, but shaving. I hate shaving. I had a beard in high school. You did have this. Yeah. You have to shave every day? I do. Did they make you shave your head when you got there? Basic training, just so you don't. Get a disease or anything. Yeah, you got the great hair. Uh, most important characteristic of leadership, in your opinion? Probably respect. It goes hand in hand. Okay, and that was, again, the first point of the show. I asked you about your favorite teacher at, at Port Jervis. Was there any other teachers that impacted you uh, uh, in a positive manner? Oh, yeah, all of them, probably, somehow or another. But uh, elaborate on one, maybe Mr. Rollman. He really got people's attention. I know he's on the show next week, if I'm not mistaken. He is coming on Absolutely. the show, the owner and CEO of Club 110. Heck yeah. You enjoyed him. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, last movie you watched, uh, Tim? Uh, Hitman's Bodyguard. Good movie. Okay. What uh, Do you watch the, a lot of the military films, Tim? Do you find yourself now uh, going towards those? I don't know. None of them really come out recently. So yeah. I haven't really messed with them. I haven't been in the movies in like three months. Yeah. Well, you've been busy. You've been Kinda. busy. Just been relaxed on the weekends. Do they give so. you free time though? Do you get? Do you have the free, uh, like leave? Do you get to? Yeah, you get thirty days to leave a a year, but on the weekends you're done most of the time. You do what you want. Okay. And is that where some a lot of you, the people you were in school with got in trouble? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's when it all happens. Bad things. In school, you had to watch out for Murata. In at basic training, you had to watch out for... Uh, everybody else. Everybody yeah. else. Okay. All right. Did you have any of those early morning 4 a.m. things? Hey, well, you're up at 4 a.m. every day anyway. Every day? Most of the time. Is it a, is it a horn? Is it a bell? What? How? What I are mean, they? in basic training, yeah, they come with an air horn. They, they, they mess with you, yeah, but... They walk in with an air horn at 4 in the morning. Yep. Ooh. Did you ever have any times in there where you were like, man, I just, this is, I can't, this, I can't do it today. Did that ever happen? No, you're kind of just scared all the time, so it's all right. You're so <laughs> easy going, Tim. I like it. Well, Tim, what, you know, I know your parents are tuning in today, your family. You know, what is something that you want to say to your parents? Uh, again, they both served in the military. It's Veterans Day. What would be something that you want to say to your parents? Mm, something I want to say to my parents. Oh, just uh, thanks for everything you've done to me throughout my life. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll probably be with them when they're listening to this. So That's right. 
That's right. And how about any to our military uh, personnel uh, listening, active or retired uh, veterans? What would you say to them? I just still say thanks for taking the stand and thanks for keep on doing what you're doing. Great. Great. We will be right back. We have one last segment uh, with today's guest, Tim Shear. We'll be right back on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Welcome back, everyone, to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. This is show number 23. My name is Andrew Murata. I am the principal at Port Jervis High School. I have one of my former students here in studio today, Tim Shear. Before we get back to Tim, I do want to do a quick recap of today's show. Uh, We talked about some thoughts on the military, how I uh, initially we started chatting about how I've seen a chipping away of the level of respect uh, of young people and that when I do meet uh, men and women in the military, when I get to go to those military academies, it reinforces uh, some of these concepts of respect, discipline, uh, a good versus evil, freedom. That uh, we live in a free country. You know, Tim and I spoke a little bit about the, you know, the people that are protesting and they, they're kneeling during the national anthem. And the ironic thing is that they can do that because we live in a, in a free country. If we live somewhere else, they might drag them out and beat them and throw them in a cell. You know, um, they represent a standard of excellence. Our, our people in the military. A structure and organization. I, I was proud of Tim. He, he rattled off from the president right down to uh, first class. He went through all the uh, uh, the positions of leadership and the chain of command. And and lastly, uh, as an educator myself, always very impressed with the academies, uh, West Point, the Naval Academy, and the Air Force Academy. They represent academic excellence in our military. So uh, that was today's opening concept. If you do have a uh, comment or a question that you would like to send in, please email in the show, andrew at neversinkmediagroup.com. Shoot it to uh, at andrewmarada21 on Twitter. And also you can contact me on my website, andrewmarada.com. Also, uh, as you, if you've been listening, I did write my first book. It is called The Principle, Surviving and Thriving. Uh, past podcasts are on that website, as well as information about my book. So before we get back to Tim, I am in studio with my handy-dandy, trusty producer, making me sound good. Gavin, I didn't have any curse words today, so you didn't have to hit the beep button. Uh, we did okay in that department. Yes, although I do enjoy hitting the bleep button. I get a kick out of that. Yeah, you know, my both my mom and my mother-in-law, listen, Gavin, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble with the curse words, but I know you like the... Uh... <laughs> I'm like the MPAA. You know, I, I censor what, what needs to be censored. <laughs> Gavin, I did want to ask you, you've mentioned your parents a couple of times. You know, do you have uh, family that are have been or are in the military? My parents know, but both my grandfathers fought in World War II, one for the United States, one for Great Britain, and I had at least two uncles and more cousins than I could name. My mother would know that. She's into the family history. And uh, the way I think about it is, uh, you know, I'd hear stories from my father's father who fought for Great Britain. Um, He watched his friends uh, die in front of him. And what I I get frustrated with, but uh, this is the the freedom that they fought for, is um, uh, not just uh, the people who kneel for the... uh, 
during the national anthem. I see people um, out there who glorify Nazis. You know, I think to myself, my family was out fighting against those forces once upon a time, but that's the freedom that we enjoy, that people can go out and kneel during the anthem or glorify, you know, horrible people. That's the freedom we have here. No one's going to, as you said, drag them off or, you know, like they would in some countries. But that's my military background in the family. And uh, if either of my grandfathers had been um, killed in the war, then I wouldn't be here. So Yeah. How about that, Gavin? And, uh, you know, it's ironic talking about that. Kids at school will say something offensive to, to somebody else or in a disrespectful manner. And, yeah, I have freedom of speech. I said, well, you might, but not in this building. You still can't do that. That's yeah. against the rules. And uh, But people uh, certainly quick to, to throw that card. So uh, I do want to welcome back in today's guest, Tim Shearer. And uh, Tim is a member of the Army. He just graduated EOD school. Tim, uh, I very much appreciate you uh taking time out you only have uh, two weeks here uh, before you have to go back so yep spending some time here on education leadership and beyond absolutely still an honor to be here tim was it a little weird for you to be on your principal's radio program was that uh it's a little strange but this is my first ever radio interview ever and you and you did great, Tim. We do have a, a write-in portion of the uh, the show uh, that we do have a question for you. And again, if you want to send in questions, uh, Andrew at NeverSinkMediaGroup.com is the email. Uh, Tim, the question is, where is it? Um, what would you tell a high school student who is contemplating uh, joining the military, uh, being that now you have about a year and a half in? What would you tell a high school student? Uh, I tell them definitely join with an open mind. You're going to meet people you've never met before. Just strange people, I guess. I thought they were strange. Uh, definitely expect the worst, and you won't think it's that bad. That's that's probably my biggest thing. You don't have to be the most physically fit person to start out as. You're going to be there by the time you get out. But just have a strong mental attitude. Be open-minded about things. Just treat everyone with general respect, and you should be fine. And Tim, I know you're doing some recruiting uh, the next two weeks. Are, have you have you done it yet? Have you gone to any schools in your uniform? Uh, no, I just today was my first day, and they just told, sent me back and told me to start Monday. So okay. And will you come to Port Jervis? Is that on your? I'm not sure. I haven't really sure. talked to anybody yet. It'd be nice <laughs> to have you back uh, in uniform, and uh, that would be uh, that would be exciting. All right, Tim. I asked you about leadership. Uh, in in the military, do they do they talk about teamwork? Is that something you know? You mentioned about football and you missed football. Did they do they teach you about teamwork? Is that something that you absolutely you do a lot of everything you do is as a team pretty much. Uh, yeah, like you do just basic team building exercises all the time just to get better at working on a team. And is it is it something that they talk about on a daily basis about helping your your brother or sister and, and yeah and for that, sure I know. mean even if you're going out for a formation or anything so you're just in a normal uniform and somebody forgets a PT build or whatever like you go and just tell them hey you know you're missing this just general look out for each other all the time watch each other's backs Tim how about some cool sayings are there any cool sayings that they uh, you know uh, they would use. Or- uh, no, not really. You know, people always like to tell me, that. Mr. Mariah, can you yell, go port? Or you can, <laughs> can you yell two claps? You know, does the Army have uh, some sort of... No, not really. No, nothing uh, nothing that you brought home I with mean, you. I the, mean, the uh, EOD school is a Navy school. So all, this, all the services go there. 
and the skipper there always said uh hoo ya eod i thought that was kind of cool can you do it in his voice tim can you get nah, it a... i don't think i could reenact it as well as no nah, so. <laughs> nope. all right everybody this was uh tim Shear again tim uh be careful out there absolutely um, you know, on Veterans Day, I know you're not a veteran, but I wanted to have a, a former student who is uh, serving our country in the military on today, and and you came highly recommended. So you did you did great with us today. Um, before we go, we have our quote, and uh, Tim mentioned one of his favorite teachers, Brian Roman, Coach Brian Roman, will be next week's guest on Education Leadership and Beyond. And today's quote to end the show, it is from Douglas MacArthur. I was at West Point recently, and it's it's out near the football field. So he's talking about uh, athletic competition, Tim, and, and he says this, Upon the fields of friendly strife are sown the seeds that, upon other fields, on other days, will bear the fruits of victory. And obviously talking about that competition of football and that competitiveness that it's going to take you further in life. And uh, that was from Douglas MacArthur. And it is out on the field near West Point. Again, upon the fields of friendly strife are sown the seeds that upon other fields on other days will bear the fruits of victory. That is all today on Education, Leadership and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. We are on WDLC, WYNY, Wall Radio and Pocono 96.7. My name is Andrew Murata and we are signing off show number 23. Go out and change the world for the better. Have a great day, everyone.